The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Good evening. Welcome to Managing to Be Wealthy. I'm your host this evening, Spencer Hager, with me, Cole Hammock. We are both certified financial planners, and then our founder, John Sestina, he's with us as well. Good yeah. show. Good evening, sir. Yeah, it was a good show. That was short. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> team. Go team. Yeah. team. It's great seeing you guys. Yeah. So, John, this is, uh, two weeks in a row should be fun. Some of the content's actually a little bit similar to open up with. Quick update. We're we talking about college again. We're gonna keep it to two oh, minutes. Oh man, <laughs> John, John, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Are you sure, you're gonna uh, subdue me here. <laughs> we have the rope in the back. Yeah, we'll see if we have to. <laughs> Cole, how's everything going on your end? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Life is peachy. My wife and I, we just got back not all that long ago from our four-year anniversary trip. Uh, so celebrating the anniversary, celebrating turning 30, her graduating from nursing school. So a million things, a lot to be happy about. So you can I'm good. You can still take vacations? Yeah, yeah. The, what uh, about the, the rest of America? Uh, you know, I don't. We'll get into that. We'll get into that today. <laughs> Solid deflection. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, Spencer, you probably saw the fear in my eyes. When yeah. <laughs> That's why we do this over radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but no, uh, as always, we're going to open up with some current events. Uh, a couple are actually going to expand upon last week. We'll keep them brief, uh, go into a couple new current events. And then, bulk of today's show is going to be just talking about. We're moving into summer. There's a lot that comes with that, whether it's expenses, things to budget for. I know a lot of people, right? The summer comes, it's supposed to be relaxing. And I think the more older we get and the more responsibilities you have, the more stressful they become. So we're going to talk about that and a couple other things. But to open up with the quick updates from last week, I said this uh, last week we were talking about how mortgage demand fell from the, it was the lowest point since 2018. And I, I'll be honest, I actually went back and listened briefly and I was kind of uh, if it continues to go down, I'll bring it up again, but it didn't really mean much to me. Yeah. Well, it went down again. Here we are. So it's uh, mortgage demands the lowest since 2000 now. So it took another little bit of a drop. Rates are still going up a little bit. The 30-year average went from 5.3 to 5.4. Not a huge jump. Doesn't really mean much, but interesting to watch the demand continue to slow down quite a bit. What do you guys think? 5.4. What a great rate. I mean, again... When I took out my first home mortgage, it was 13.5%. So that was in the 70s. That's when we first experienced all this inflation. Mm -hmm. Now you're getting it again. <laughs> you think the, are you uh, one of the believers that the labor market and the employment's a big difference this time? Are you starting to get any of a different feeling at this point? Well, the, what do you, I'm not sure I know what you mean there, but the labor department was a misreading. If we sit here and brag about how many new jobs we created, we're lying because they were basically the replacement of the jobs that were lost during the pandemic. So that's a problem. And uh, the, <clears throat> what were the jobs that were brought back? I mean, I don't know what all they were. I forgot now, but. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but that, that was my point. It's that that's what I keep hearing the talking head say is, oh, it's slightly different from the 70s because at least this time the unemployment rate isn't as bad, right? <laughs> Whereas it's a little bit different this time. 
and that's what I was getting at. But yeah, unemployment's a weird number, though. But that's <laughs> the one where that there's people actively looking for work, and I'm sure a lot of people are seeing it. That a lot of people are you know, hiring, not a lot of people are filling those positions. So there are just a lot of people out of the workforce. So yeah, what we're looking for are the people who are available to work and are and are not looking. Yeah. Uh, what do we call that? There's a name for that. Uh, underemployed? No, no. It's a special specialty yeah. name. I forgot right now. I know you can fall out of the unemployment, and that's the labor participation rate. Right? That's it, that labor button. participation. Yeah. That's the one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, well, it's interesting. I think for a lot of people who are probably looking to buy a home, it is maybe a good thing. I don't. Once again, I see the mortgage demands falling, so hopefully that means <clears throat> prices eventually will at least slow in the rise. But once again, yes, the demand fell, but is this going to be a long-term thing? We'll see, but... The, the best thing you can do is just be patient. Right, exactly. See what happens. Don't feel pinched, especially because right. of the interest rate. Yeah, never act or react to anything financially. Does that always get you in trouble? Absolutely. Especially when emotions drive the conversation Amen. as they do 100% of the time with that house. Yep. Yes, sir. So, all right, so here's the other big one. We're going to try and keep it brief. Um, read another couple articles now with the 10K student loan forgiveness. I said last week I brought it up because they've been saying this for a while. They're kind of slow rolling it, saying they're still considering it. Now the White House and the administration starting to say that expect a more definitive decision or at least advising into July and August. I don't. When I saw that, my gut was they're going to announce something maybe closer to the end of the forbearance period. Forbearance is set to end at the end of August, so maybe they finally give an announcement. I wonder if they're going to – this is just me completely speculating. Will they give the 10K in forgiveness – but they're going to say, okay, no more forbearance. Everyone's got to start paying again. Well, the bigger question is, what does that contribute to inflation? Good question. Yep. So if you just put more cash out there, Cole, <laughs> don't have to worry about a thing. <laughs> Absolutely not. Outside of everything continuing to cost more. Yep. Yeah. But it's that's a tough one. That's uh, a tough one. They said, you know, you know my standing, which is if you took the debt, you ought to repay pay off it. the debt. Don't, don't ask Cole to pay for it or Spencer. <laughs> I'm just, too old to pay for John, it, so you yeah. guys have to do it. <laughs> I think the main thing to keep your eye on is I know a lot of people have been waiting to say, okay, whenever they do officially end forbearance, do we take a big chunk of savings and throw it at the principal before interest kicks in again? So just watch it very closely because if they do do something where it's take the forgiveness but then everyone's paying again, just know that that could be coming and could be time to finally deploy some cash if you're in that situation where you can. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll come up again. <laughs> I was uh, relatively tame. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you thought I was going to get excited. Huh? <laughs> you never know. Um, so after that, this is actually kind of a positive current event. I saw that Michigan is now the 14th state mm-hmm. to mandate some sort of financial or personal finance be required as curriculum in high school before kids can graduate. Once again, I feel like I'm more and more catching up on this. In Ohio, we've had this as yeah, a, it's been a while a, for a while. So when I went to high school, Cole, when you went to high school, you had to take personal finance at least a semester. And I just kind of took it for granted. And then to see that Michigan's only the 14th of 50 to mandate it, I mean, that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's – well, <laughs> to that point – uh, I don't know that Newark City schools <laughs> cared maybe as much as they should have. I think the closest I got to a personal finance anything, um, and right now I'm wondering if it was even high school or if it was eighth grade home economics class, <laughs> they taught us how to write a check. 
And I will tell you right now, I've probably written 20 checks in my life. I'm 30 years old, and I hope to write very few more. So the the education they offered at Newark City Schools was lacking. It's a past relic, you're saying? Yeah. 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 Well, that's some progress. I'd been trying for 50 years to get that program in all the schools, so making some progress. I mean— I will say, once again, I do think it's something. I think we all could agree that a semester of financial literacy in high school probably still isn't enough for Absolutely. what people need. But once again, I mean, I can remember in personal finance, I've told stories of my uh, personal finance teacher. I won't name him, but talked about budgeting, right? We did some stock picking, at least had a better feel for, you know, what is owning stocks? What's the process? Investing in some sort, how to write a check, everything else. And it does kind of scare me to think about people who – necessarily don't have family at home telling them hey this is what it is to be financially responsible and they're not even getting a semester in school so 14 is good but i hope that jumps up to at least 20 30 sometime here soon well they'll come to you for help spence well we can only we can only hope i'll do my best <laughs> i didn't say hire you i said for help well yeah. pro bono is a thing too so yes. <laughs> get that one a lot yeah but uh that was a positive one so we'll see and uh in the next segment, we're going to start – it's going to be a nice transition. We're going to talk about what everyone's thinking about. It's gas prices, inflation in general, and to be honest, not the greatest transition. That's going to play a big part in summer travel and everything else. So stick around. We're going to get into the brunt of the show in the next segment. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. First segment, we were talking a lot about current events, as we always do. Now we're going to... One other current event, but it also ties into the bulk of tonight's show, which is all about getting ready for the summer, things to consider, and um, what to think about as you get through the summer. So uh, everyone knows it. I'm going to try and not be a broken record, but we're talking about gas prices. National average, as of a couple days ago, is up to 4.92 a gallon for unleaded. Uh, that is brutal. That's up about 60, 60, 70 cents in a month's time. It is not a small jump. Uh, and it could keep going up. That's what at least the talking heads say it's going to happen. Once again, I don't know how much there's to say to it, but it's brutal. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, just thinking on a 12-gallon tank, that's what mine's on. Gas is, what, $2 more a gallon than what it was. Yeah. So that's $24 a fill-up more than a year or so ago. People um, are feeling that. We still haven't gone to rationing yet. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that word too much, though. It'll... Well, you know, Biden was going to do some things to cut down the cost, and that's one of them. Oh, are you talking about... um? Talking about price controls? What are you getting at? Oh, there you go. Price Sorry, controls. Yeah. yeah, that would be a nice thing to raise inflation <laughs> yeah. more and to kill the industry. The uh, uh, I can, Mike, you probably can't remember this, but I remember when you had to go to the gas station, depending on what your license plate number was. Mm. And if the last two digits were odd, you could go on Tuesdays. <clears throat> if it was even, even, you'd go on Wednesdays. So we may be coming to that again. I certainly hope not. There's no price controls yet. We'll we'll hope for the best. But I kind of thought of this now that we're moving into summer, just, you know, growing up being a kid. And it was always, are you flying or are you driving? <laughs> ah, well, we're not going to fly. We're going to drive. It's cheaper. It's a hassle, but we're going to drive. And now I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm not trying to be a fear monger or anything like that, but I've already started talking to people and just making conversation, any summer, summer travel. And people are already saying, you know, eh, 
we're thinking about driving down to the Carolinas, but what? it's extremely expensive and people are rethinking their trips because of it. Yeah, the uh, road trip, uh, it was a road trip, the anniversary trip my wife and I took. Uh, we filled up probably six, seven, eight times $50 a pump during our trip. So yeah, it's yeah. something you need to be aware of. And that's why we're having this show here, what we're talking about, because we want to plan for the trip, right? Yeah. Right. Because if you want to fly, remember that there are 12,000 pilots short. That's a lot of pilots. That's short. a lot of pilots. So that means a lot of cancellations. And so when you're making your decision about uh, driving or flying, you want to take that into account. Are you willing to wait in the little airport for six days for your plane to come through or what? So it's getting a lot more complicated. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to, I'm going to go on the assumption that despite the pinch, and I know a lot of people are feeling it, people are still going to do things this summer. They're still going to take vacations. So now more than ever, going to get back to basics. Just talk, talk about a couple, a handful of strategies, things you can do. Hopefully try and lower the costs and lower the stress level a little bit. I'm going to take the first one because uh, it sounds like the easiest. I'll let you two jump in. Smart. Uh, Probably fuel perks is an easy one to start with. If gas is expensive, maybe evaluate how you spend and where your loyalty lies, where you fill up, and see if there's anything you can do to lower the cost or get credits back on the cost of gas, especially if it's going to keep going up. Is that a specific program, or are you talking in generality? Nah, just generalities, whether you're, you know, how it is, Kroger shopper or mm-hmm. sign up through Speedway or whatever it is. So maybe be methodical with it. Just try and lower the gas costs a little bit. Not much, a couple cents, but... That makes all the difference in the world. I know uh, Bobby comes back and she saves lots of money on gas because we use uh, Kroger Mm -hmm. and we get all those coupons or whatever they are. Yep. And so she'll save 80 cents a gallon. That's a lot of money. Wow. So I'm very pleased of her doing all that good stuff. But the other thing people are doing is they're trying to consolidate their their errands. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're you're no longer going to run to the post office and then an hour later go to the grocery store, hour after that pick up the kids, you're going to try to make it a cyclical visit so you spend less gas. I actually just thought about this off the cuff, and I promise I'll shut up, Cole. Um, (laughs) I I thought about this back to student loans. Um, If you're someone who's carrying debt, evaluate your debt situation. I'm not telling people to spend less or pay down their debt less aggressively to – Spend it on other things, but if you are someone with federal student loans and that is kicking back in, could be a high interest rate. Maybe you could refi any other sort of debt consolidation tools you could do if you've got high interest credit card debt, things like that. If you can lower the interest rate, do some refinancing, assuming it makes sense for you, that could just lower monthly costs in general. just came to me. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but if, I mean, federal or not, uh, especially if you have uh, private student loans, yeah. those, those are a real killer, something you've already been paying for with rates continuing to go up. Now's a, still a good time. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, and you, you know, the other thing, uh, debt during inflation is actually good. Yeah. Because you're paying with a smaller dollar on each principal payment. You ever think of that, Cole? Like I said, it makes all the sense in the world. Well, there you I, go. At no See? point have I sat here and said, well, let's, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's what <laughs> yeah. a lot of folks did. They realized it was better to have a home mortgage and a car loan and whatever else. And of course, back in the old days, you know, when we had uh, stone tablets and such. A simpler time. Yeah, simpler time. Uh, we, were, yeah. we were able to deduct the interest on all credit, including credit cards and car loans and whatever you want to pick. Those were nice days. But then the government decided they should no longer be deductible. 
Yeah, so see what uh. you did, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. All right, Cole, we don't have to keep it at gas prices. I guess just knowing people are going to be doing a bunch of traveling, air, uh, traveling and gas prices aside, is there something you jump to immediately as like, hey, take a look into this. This could be a good saver. Yeah, well, so what my wife and I do is we book early and we develop an itinerary. Okay. So figure out where you're going to go. Make sure you're planning well in advance. So for our trip in May, we booked everything in December <clears throat> for it. And we had built out where we're going to be, what we're going to be doing. So we had a good idea before even getting there, before we hit the road, what it is roughly we'd be spending on our trip. So there, there weren't any surprises. We knew what we could afford. We knew what felt right. And that made a world of difference in terms of stress levels, even with the gas filling up at $50 a tank. But uh, that, that's what I would do, plan early. I guess, no, when's the uh, uh, in-season, off-season, too, depending on where you're going, right? If you're going to a yeah. beach, if you hit it in May or something like that, by planning ahead, could be cheaper than going in the middle of June. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went New England, and we definitely didn't want to travel there in the fall. <laughs> yeah. That's tourist season for yeah. New England. So we hit that end of spring. Very few tourists. Everything was a little less expensive. It's well, still beautiful. Yep. And the other thing is always uh, look at the time you book your trip. Yeah. If you're going to take a flight, what days are better to book in the week? Yeah. You know, so you pay a slightly lesser plane fare. So when you did that, Cole, and you hooked up a plane to your car. <laughs> <laughs> we made sure that we uh, had that plane ready for Tuesday through Thursday. <laughs> And no weekends, and apparently Monday. I was surprised to see Mondays. Yeah, Monday. As it was. Have you ever done the Costco packages? I've never actually personally used it, I'll be honest. but uh, I, I hadn't. I, I hadn't. I know, I think Craig in our office, he had, but right. heard great things about him. I believe that's more for out of uh, international travel for the most part, maybe. But essentially, if yeah. you're a Costco member, I know there's a lot of potential packages, deals you can buy that could either save on the trip itself, whether it be lodging or travel or whatever it is there's a couple benefits in there i know that's a big one i think a lot of the wholesalers do that i know sam's club what what's uh bj's maybe ah there yeah. you go yeah can't just give love to costco you got to spread it around <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one um the other piece with that too so from what i've heard and this one i think i'm not a huge fan of and we're going to run to the next segment i've seen a lot of these saying that you should plan to try not rent a car when you get there i don't know how practical that is that kind of actually angered me when i saw people saying try and walk more on vacation but because that's good in practicality it, it, it depends it can be feasible in some places but others very difficult yeah yeah well that one actually angered me we'll we'll come back with a positive <laughs> note on the next one <laughs> you're listening to managing to be wealthy on 610 wtvn welcome back to managing to be wealthy this segment, we're continuing on the main topic for tonight, talking about strategies, uh, potentially some tidbits that can help you moving into the summer as we're all inevitably going to spend a little bit more with things coming up. Quick reminder for everyone listening, um, if you have something in your personal situation, you want to sit down, have a free consultation meeting with our office, you can go to www.managingtobewealthy.com, click take action up in the top right, nothing special, but have a free hour-long, maybe a little bit longer consultation meeting. Go through your plan, everything that's uh, associated with it. At the very least, give you our two cents, recommendations, and if it's a good fit, we'll see what happens. But always like to remind people that. But moving into the main topic, uh, we finished last segment. 
ended Spencer, on a, Spencer was angry. I ran up against the end, but uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of telling people to walk on vacation <laughs> unless they want to. Uh, Are you not a walker? Is that I, what you're saying? Spencer? I love walking, but I don't like that being a tip to deal with the rising you, gas prices. You don't want it to be a requirement. Well, can, yeah, exactly. Can I give you my knees when you <laughs> yeah. walk? That'll help. That'll change your mind. <laughs> I'll take them in. And yeah, I'm not going to go there. But, uh, <laughs> um, but here's another big one. And this, uh, to me, it feels like one of those deals, you know, when you ever like hear a song on the radio and then, you're like, oh, it's a great song. And then all of a sudden you hear it six different times in the next couple days. Feels like me this time for wedding season. So quick stat for everyone. <laughs> Apparently uh, 50% of adults in America, and this is based on a poll, are expecting to go to at least one wedding. Um, great for the couple. That's fantastic. I speak with a little bit of uh, knowing that I'm getting married in a month. Bit. But boy, You are. John? <laughs> yeah. I try telling him I try telling him not to. Oh, also. well, okay. But there I mean, I've talked to a couple Sorry, of people. Hannah. They're going going to three or four in the summer. It's like, yeah, between if the, if it's not local, there's travel involved with mm -hmm. that. Most people are buying some sort of gift. If you're a part of the bride or groom party, there's generally some extra expenses with that. So that's another big piece. Um, what about you guys? I'm saying my personal experience going to many weddings. Do you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll speak up. I, I think the the best way to save money on weddings uh, from personal experience is to not have friends. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I have a very easy schedule this summer. Well, there is a season in your life when you go through lots of weddings. Yeah, and you're of about that age, so you're going to have a lot of friends around you beside yourself getting married and so they're going to come into a big crush financially yeah and then when you start throwing in these destination weddings i don't know where that idea came from <laughs> but it that's crazy i mean it's costly enough if you want to give a nice gift uh you spend all that money traveling which cuts into your ability to give a gift so it's kind of silly for the people who are getting married to do so but uh destination weddings make no sense but they seem to be popular now wedding planners Try to avoid those if you want to save some money. Yeah, there you go. But That's fair. You're not using one, are you, Spencer? Plead the fifth. We'll uh, keep it moving. Well, I'll <laughs> say right now because it's four years ago, and it's I'm outside of the statute of limitations. We did, and it was probably the best investment we made. There you you did have a wedding plan. Emily was phenomenal. There you go. I still remember her name. That's how good she was. Was that the one beating me with a bullwhip? Uh, you probably had it coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she did her job well. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> So be aware of these extraneous costs that you may or may not want to incur. Wedding planner, destination wedding, that sort of a thing. How far are you going to go? Uh, Bobby and I were really, really common. We married in Cleveland, where she lived, and then we went to Niagara Falls for our, our, our honeymoon. You mean you married for love and not for show? Oh, absolutely. But you know Bobby, so that's easy. <laughs> Everyone who She's knows great. Bobby loves her. So she is great. If everyone married a Bobby, they'd all be happy in their marriages. <laughs> well, I will say this. I guess when I was looking at this, I was thinking more from the people attending the weddings. I think we all know people holding the weddings probably run up against a pretty big expense, depending on what you're looking for. A couple quick stats to throw out there. One is um, average spending to go to a wedding and everything else. It's at least over $500. Another big piece is 43% of the people in this poll, like I said, it's just a poll, said that they're funding the costs on a credit card, not because they plan to pay it off at the end of the month. Uh, that was a little... That hurts to hear. That hurt a little. Yeah. And once again, tell me what you guys think. I don't know how much there is to do as far as cutting costs other than what we've, what we've already talked about and plan ahead. 
just try and gauge when they're coming so you can save accordingly and you're not putting that on a credit card. Well, this sounds like a call for an emergency fund, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So you should have some cash on the side so you're not putting this stuff on a credit card. But the fact is most people live by credit cards today. Yeah, when I first read it, I was hopeful. I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just paying for the, the trip with their credit card. They're getting the, the travel points or the yeah. cash back. Yeah, by the time I got to the end of it, unfortunately, that's where things are right now. So, yeah, John, you're absolutely right. And it's very sad because if things get tighter, the pressure of paying your bills is going to be a bigger problem. Yeah. So, Cole, don't tell them to do that. Don't tell them to use their credit card. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's another big one, right? I know I said on the fuel points, but um, if you're someone who does use a credit card and ho hopefully you are able to pay it off each month, I know a lot of people out there who still have some credit card debt, maybe consider doing one of like the airline credit cards or something where you can build up some sort of points you can redeem, whether it's it's a Marriott card because we know we're staying at a hotel and we can redeem points there, or it's American Airlines because we fly American most of the time. I would think whether it's a vacation or a wedding destination could help some people. Yeah, you want to make sure you're catering the card to how you're spending and what your goals are. Mm -hmm. so if you don't travel often, maybe it's not a travel card but a cash back card, but... Does yeah, Tim Horton sure have cards. a card like that? I haven't seen it. <laughs> if they do. Well, very nice. So with the weddings, like I said, I'm not sure how much more there is to do other than plan ahead. John, I feel like I've just been bouncing ideas off you. Do you give any, once again, I know it's kind of back to basics, but any fundamental advice you give for people coming into the summer to plan ahead? For the summer to plan ahead? Well, one is don't get married in the summer. <laughs> I mean, we, we did talk about off season. Yeah. So yep. pick off season, which is whenever Bobby and I were married in December, for example which was a perfect time to be married because at Niagara Falls, the falls were all like icicles. It was gorgeous. That's cool. So pick an off season. Don't go and don't go to the prime hotel, motel, whatever mm -hmm. you're, you're talking about doing. Don't invent, invite 375 people. You know, that's the other thing is you have to keep your costs within some limitation. So when you do that, make, you have to sit down and as a couple, here we go. Here's the trouble. No, no, no. Keep it going. As a couple. I like how you looked at me and said, here comes the trouble. As if, <laughs> as if we haven't been tiptoeing around it. sir. <laughs> yeah. Sit down and decide what you're going to do. How many, how many people are you inviting? You know, all of Spencer's friends and none of your wife's friends. You do it fairly there, like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Compromise. Compromise. Absolutely right. <laughs> so you want to talk about those things. How much are we willing to spend on the venue uh, and all the other things? What do you expect the uh, what are you expecting your uh, best men and all those folks to do? Yeah, because they have to spend a lot of money. Yeah, and I'll say this, and this is really what we're going to kind of wrap the last segment talking about. Unfortunately, with this kind of stuff, you know, we as financial planners, it is just kind of talking in generalities. Past a certain point, financial planners aren't hovering over your shoulder to tell you not to do this or do that right. when it comes to day to day expenses. And at the end of the day. Right, Everyone wants to go to a wedding if it's a family or friend. We're not t telling people don't go to a wedding or don't take a vacation. But like to your point, John, if you've got the cash reserve in place, hopefully you're not putting something on a credit card. And none of this, unfortunately, you know, some people it does mean skipping a vacation a year if it means we have to keep retirement on track and some other things. And so what we're really going to talk about in the next segment is the more organized you can be, the less hopefully stressful all of this is and the less it's catching off guard if you spend a little bit more than you thought you would. 
So that's the whole next segment. Stick around. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy. We're coming in on the home stretch. First segment was current events, second and third, summer expenses. And I... uh, I have to be the guy to bring you back to this. I just know it's going to happen, right? Summer's going to hit. Everyone wants to enjoy the time off. You have kids. It's summer vacation, right? And maybe you are taking the vacation and going to weddings and everything else. I know a lot of people are going to check out and not really going to want to hone in on the personal finances. I get it completely. And that is why we're going to have to talk this last segment about things to consider, even if you don't do it in the summer, things to keep top of mind as you're going through and when you're coming out of the summer. I'll take it back to basics. We say it every time, but it hit me on this one, and I don't know why it was, you know, after doing this for five plus years. We always talk about the Christmas show. It's holidays are coming, it's going to get expensive. And then you get through the holidays, you talk to someone, and it's, well, those three months were just an oddity because we had gifts and everything else. It's like, okay, that's fair. And now we're hitting the summer, and it's, okay, the summer's coming. Expenses are going to be high, and you know, we'll get to fall, and it's, well, there was this and this. And the more I just realize that it's always going to be expensive, whether it's the summer, the winter. I mean, that's yeah. six months out of the 12 right there that are high expenses. So I think a lot of people, if you can, even if you're not going to dig in and start cutting back on expenses, start tracking it now. And it's going to make it that much easier when you get through the summer. Well, you're so right. That's why we work through our cash flow worksheet. Right, exactly. Uh, believe it or not, that helps relieve the pain a great deal. Because when you know where you go, it's like when you planned your trip, Cole. Mm-hmm. When you had that in place, then there was no pain because you knew what it was going to be. Yeah. And you were prepared for it. It's a largely stress-free trip, which is great because I stress about so many things. Uh, so I was actually able to relax for the, the nine days of it. But uh, you both brought it up in a say that we probably say it on so many shows, but cash flow worksheet, not a budget. That's right. Right, because budgets don't work. It's going to get blown out somehow, whether it's from the trip or from the holidays, birthday, whatever. But to understand what you spend and how you spend, that's what's so important. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I've talked to, not to cut you off, John, I've talked to so many people, too, where they took a big vacation. And it's and it's talking to them candidly one-on-one after. And yeah, I just you can hear it. They're like, I wish I would have. Maybe budgeted in that case. Some people don't want to sure. budget. But it's, I wish I would have done it ahead of time because I spent the whole trip stressed. Yeah. Because I was spending more mm-hmm. than I thought mm-hmm. I would. I didn't have it under control. And it's like, well, track it this time. And then... Maybe that's a good benchmark for next year, and that way you're not stressing the whole time. You should be enjoying it. Right. Exactly right. Most people don't pay attention, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. We all kind of float through life because we've had no discipline about money as we grew up. I think it's fair. We tend to just, you know, as long as there's money in the checkbook, I must be okay. Right. And I re- never forget meeting this woman who said, I don't need to do this. And I said, why not? She <laughs> said, I know I have money. I still have some money in my checkbook. and you're what (laughs) so until she ran out of checkbook money she thought she was okay but most people you're so right if you would just take a few minutes as a family again and go through the cash flow worksheet hit the peaks and the valleys the christmas expenses the holiday birthday expenses Mm -hmm. etc weddings coming up put it all down get it there number one you're going to be a little surprised about how much it is but number two, as you prepare, it'll be less painful. 
Yeah, I, I heard this recently, and it rings true right now. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yes. That's exactly what it is. You need to understand what you're getting yourself into and plan accordingly. Yeah, and this is not a show for, hey, if you're on the lower income side and you're pinched, right? That's one piece of it. The other piece is you could be going on vacations this summer and not have a care in the world. I know I'm going to talk to a couple people that are coming up on retirement or in retirement, and they're going to ask me, what do you think about a second home? I've gone to Florida five uh -oh. times over the past five years. Why don't I just buy something? John, why? <laughs> yeah. You want to buy mine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's biased. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there, there was, I think one of the articles we read was how expensive yeah. it is to get into a second home, even if you buy it for income. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, our place we've owned now some mm, 20 years. And there's always something coming up like, oh, we have to redo the siding or we have to redo the roof. Oh, a hurricane went through and it destroyed your landscaping. So there's always some cost out there. <clears throat> so I always hoped that with ours, if we broke even, that is the cash flow coming <laughs> in, cash flow going out was equal, I was happy. Yeah, and this is the benefit of having, the, I think, the cash flow worksheet coming in because if you can afford it, you can afford it. Right. right? Acknowledge it's more expensive, but... I always have to tell people, like, I'm going to be pretty annoying for the next couple months because we're going to have to go through every single added yep. expense compared to what your cash flow worksheet was before. And we're going to have to stick to these numbers because if the numbers change, that has another implication. And if you're 45 talking about a rental property and you or a secondary property and you're pretty dead set on it, it's going to impact the savings and everything else. It's all intertwined. It is. Go ahead, Cole. Yeah, I'm saying, and this is important because you, you had said their rental property. A lot of people, <laughs> yeah. they think a second property, oh, we'll just rent yeah. it out during the, the on-season. We'll go there during the off-season. You want to make sure that you can afford that property without having to worry about rent because a lot of people think, oh, well, KFL, if I rent it out, I bring in three grand every week or whatever, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, but what if you don't? Yeah. So make sure you can afford it personally, and then if you can rent it, great, that's gravy, but don't rely on that income. Right. Recognize that uh, owning this place is a whole new experience. Uh, you have no idea. I always get a kick out of these people who are retired or retiring, and they want to buy a new house. I mean, a main house. And they want it to be twice as big as the one they already own. And why do they want it? So the children can come by. Yeah. Yeah. And do they? So how, let's see. How old are your children? Well, 18 and 16. and so. Well, if they come at all, it's only a year or two. And then they won't come anymore. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people run into the fact that they have a cabin or a summer house or whatever, and the kids don't want it. Yeah. And now you have to figure out how we're going to split it up if something happens or when something happens to mom and dad. And that's a big problem. Yeah, maybe even make – once again, if you're on the higher income, you're traveling around, I mean, maybe – you purposely go to a couple, a couple different spots. And with this too, right, to your point there, John, like if that's the goal and you want to buy a bigger home in retirement, more power to you. I'm sure I could say three of my goals right now and John would call me an idiot, but <laughs> <laughs> but their goal is all the same. So it's all about what you want. So that was the big part, like I said, coming out. Track your expenses along the way. That's probably the easiest thing you can do through the summer. And then I think we've already touched on it some know what you spent. If you did feel really stressed throughout the summer and something snuck up on you, before winter hits, hopefully you get a couple down months, definitely focus on the cash reserve or if you had some high interest credit card debt. Pay Isn't it, it interesting how people are so diligent about their running statistics? So we have all these watches. There's 800 <laughs> watches out there to track 
what's your pace, what's your heart rhythm, and people track that and set targets and set goals. They're willing to do all that for a running experience, but not their life experience. I'll never That's for- a remarkable analogy. I'll never forget the, and then I'm going down a rabbit hole. We got less than about a minute here, but I'll never forget the first time we were going through tax planning, John. And I remember we threw it to you on the on the show, and I was like, "What's he going to throw out? What's this fantastic tax planning strategy?" And you're like, "I always just set goals," and I was like. I did not see that coming, but that is probably the best thing you can do at multiple different times throughout the year, and you'll probably be better off for it. That's true. So, Cole, I don't know. We've monopolized it. What do you got for the last minute here? Anything? Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, not a whole lot. No one else said. I mean, right, the big thing is just plan. Plan, make sure we're tracking. We know what we're doing. We know what we're getting ourselves into. And if maybe this year we've already missed a mark somewhere, just do better next year, right? That's all we can do. Set that goal to make next year the year if this one's already shot. Well, I hope everyone has a fantastic summer and uh, continues to tune in for the rest of the shows. But just be aware, that's all we're talking about. That's 99% of the time what we're talking about on the show. But just be mindful and diligent. That's the best you can do. So that was a good show, and we're wrapping with that. Please come back next time. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on 610 WTVN.